safer sex. Intercourse. Condoms. Sexually transmitted infection. HIV. HIV. Sexual health. Treatment. Prevention. Sexual attraction. Sexually transmitted infection. Contraceptive. Sexual health specialist. Hi, and welcome back to the Sydney Sexual Health Centre podcast, where we talk about all things related to sexual health. I'm Heather, and today we're talking to three of the key players in the new S-Check program at our centre. So what is S-Check? First introduced at St Vincent's Hospital, the Stimulant Checkup Clinic, or S-Check, was designed as an early intervention program for people who use stimulants. There is emerging evidence that the use of drugs in the context of sexual activity is becoming more common. You might have heard terms like chemsex or party and play. Use of alcohol and drugs is an important factor in riskier sexual behaviours among the communities with whom we work here at Sydney Sexual Health Centre, and there's a particularly strong association between stimulant use and risky sexual practices. Bringing S-Check into Sydney Sexual Health Centre provides a great opportunity for stimulant users who do engage with sexual health services, but who might not engage with alcohol and drug services, to discuss their substance use with a counsellor. Importantly, S-Check doesn't focus on abstinence, but uses an early intervention model that aims to reduce the escalation of stimulant use before it becomes harmful. We spoke to Fiona McGee from St Vincent's Alcohol and Drug Service, as well as our own Lisa McCann and Ron Tripp. So Fiona, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role. Um, Yeah, so my name is Fiona. I'm a social worker um, and counsellor at St Vincent's Hospital. My main role is um, as a counsellor in stimulant services within the wider drug and alcohol service, Um, and I work within couple of programs there so one being our treatment program vestibular treatment program where we provide longer term sort of psychotherapy to people um, needing um, drug and alcohol treatment related to their stimulant use so there might be crystal um, or methamphetamine might be cocaine or mdma um, ecstasy as well as um, i help to coordinate a brief intervention program which we'll be talking uh, about today which is a um, brief intervention for psychostimulant users, um, trying to provide a biopsychosocial um, informa- um, intervention um, to people in the early stages of their use um, to, I guess, hope to reduce the harms of their use. Stimulant checkup is S-check for short, and the S-check clinic um, consists of two ca- um, counselling appointments and two medical appointments um, in its form at St Vincent's. And it's a brief intervention for stimulant users. So why are programs like S-Check that are targeted towards people in the early stages of their experiences with substance use important and effective? Yeah, so I guess the reason why S-Check was developed um, by some previous staff at St Vincent's was we were seeing people in our treatment program presenting, you know, five to ten years after their use becomes problematic. Um, And, you know, anecdotally, a lot of those people were saying, why didn't people tell me about the harms of um, using Crystal or Tina earlier? Um, So, yeah, we came up with this sort of early intervention model where we're giving people a checkup about their stimulant use and encouraging people to talk to a health professional and counsellor earlier than having to wait, you know, a very long time 
before they develop really serious dependence, really serious problems on this substance, and you know potentially ending up in emergency departments, um, requiring you know very intensive drug and alcohol treatment. Um, so I guess from a a client perspective, we're trying to reduce the harms of their use, and I guess from an economical perspective, we're trying to reduce the cost to community and health services by doing more early intervention models. So as you say, this program has a clear emphasis on preventing problems that arise from substance use rather than on abstinence from illicit substances. A lot of our work here at Sydney Sexual Health Centre is embedded in harm reduction and preventative health frameworks, but this might not be familiar territory for all of our listeners. Mm. Can you explain why SCHEC has been developed with that harm reduction approach in mind rather than with an abstinence focus? Sure. I I think a lot of drug and alcohol services particularly are abstinence focused because, you know, you do the 12-step meetings in AA or NA sort of, um, yeah, um, context. There's also rehab where the end goal is abstinence. But I think for some people um, abstinence isn't realistic and abstinence you know, actually isn't achievable. Um, so what we really need to focus on is, yeah, reducing the harms of someone's use. And I think with stimulant users particularly, um, a lot of people don't maybe recognise they have problematic use because they're not using every day. Um, so th- what we're doing with SCHEC is a stimulant-specific intervention because people might be, um, they may not be physically dependent but still getting some serious problems from their use, from using, you know, once a week, once a month, few times um, a fortnight, that sort of thing. So I think the most sort of effective um, approach is harm reduction because, you know, people who are using stimulants are more likely to have condomless sex, more likely potentially to um, contract HIV and other STIs, also other blood-borne viruses like hepatitis C. Um, So if we're able to, you know, provide some harm reduction information around safe sex, safe injecting, that sort of thing, um, you know, earlier, then we can probably prevent harms to the community and to people. Can you outline for us how an S-check works? What happens yeah, when sure. someone prevents for one, presents for one? So um, at Sydney Sexual Health, um, given this is a medical model, um, you know, people see nurses to look at their sexual health, um, it's going to be a little bit different to what it looks like at some instance because we come from a counselling model. So people here may get the medical intervention first, so there's sexual health testing. Um, how it works at some instance is the counselling sort of input comes first and then a GP checkup, and then the counselling um, sort of coordinates a care plan. So I think here the, the medical will come first and then the medical sort of people will triage um, relevant and appropriate referrals through a screening question around their sexualized drug use potentially, and then they'll be seen by a counsellor. So um, someone seeing a counsellor here for an S-check will have a psychological and social assessment. So that'll look at how is drug use impacting your relationships, how is it impacting your finances, your living situation. Also, um, how is it impacting your just everyday functioning, you know, your nutrition, your energy, your sleep, all that sort of stuff. Um, we'll also look at the impact on, you know, general responsibilities, performance at work, that sort of thing, mental health, sexual health. And we'll do a bit of a pros and cons of using and a bit of a drug and alcohol use history. You know, what 
what do you find attractive about drug use, what problems is it causing you, and that'll sort of um, happen in the first one to two sessions with the counsellor. Um, and then in the sort of third session with the counsellor, some will do a goal setting and care plan session. So um, realistically here, probably be about three sessions with the counsellor and then um, part of the care plan might be, you know, further drug and alcohol treatment and might be further um, sort of support around other things. Like I often refer people to trauma counselling um, or domestic violence assistance or um, whatever their situation looks like, you know, maybe financial counselling, um, that'll all be in their care plan, you know, other things like support groups and, um, you know, following up with the GP. Some people, you know, really want to get into regular exercise, improve nutrition, that sort of thing. Um, so what someone will be getting will be a biopsychosocial intervention, looking at their stimulant use um, in a really nice structured way. Um, and throughout that, they'll be given opportunistic harm reduction messages, you know, talking about, oh, do you share your pipe with people? Did you know that, you know, you can spread certain STIs orally? Um, or, or if you're snorting cocaine, you know, you know, if you're sharing snorting equipment, like straws and things like that, you know, if there's blood-to-blood -blood contact, you know, that's a low risk, but it is a risk. Um, so just those little opportunistic things, um, really helpful. You know, also things about, oh, did you know that, you know, if you're driving under the influence, you can be pulled up for drug testing. If you're operating heavy machinery, um, you know, if someone's a carer for children, that sort of thing, we can talk about that um, that aspect and how stimulant use is impacting and the risks of that. Um, so, yeah, it gives us a really great opportunity to give those opportunistic harm reduction health information messages throughout. So, yeah, hopefully at the end of an check. Some will have a really, you know, good evaluation of their use and maybe a bit of direction about what to do. For some people, um, the S-check is a standalone intervention. That's, you know, that might be all they need with different resources we can give them. But then, you know, some people it's an entry point into treatment um, and into, or I guess into further support um, in another aspect of their life. So as you said before, this is a program that's been running for some time at St Vincent's. It started there in 2011, I believe. So what have been the most significant successes and challenges of the existing program at St Vincent's? And are you anticipating similar outcomes here at Sydney Sexual Health Centre? I think a big limitation for our, us running the SCHEC program, so an early intervention drug and alcohol program at primary treatment Clinic. So most of what we do is counselling, um, I guess psychotherapy treatment related to drug use, is that we're getting people presenting who are treatment seeking. So potentially an SCHEC isn't quite enough. Um, so I guess the whole point of us bringing SCHEC to Sydney Sexual Health um, in partnership with the counselling team, medical teams, is that we really want to catch people earlier. We want people to prevent people coming to us in five to ten years' time seeking treatment for very dependent use. Um, so we, we sort of identified Sydney sexual health population, particularly you know, men who are having sex with men, um, having sort of crystal and GHB um, in sexualised contexts. That population, um, as someone we want to target more because it is quite prevalent and normalised drug um, crystal use, um, so, yeah, we want to come 
to the community more instead of waiting for the community to come to us when it gets really bad. Um, so I guess, yeah, in a, in a treatment program, we're sort of missing that opportunity to catch people in an early intervention sort of um, situation. So, yeah, it'd be really good to see if it, if it is helpful here um, in, in sort of giving people targeted drug and alcohol information sooner because I know that a lot of generalist settings um, that aren't drug and alcohol specific maybe don't like to go there sometimes. Um, they tend to refer to us, but, yeah, we want to bring the drug and alcohol intervention to more generalist settings. We're also speaking to Lisa McCann, who is our social worker at Sydney Sexual Health Centre and part of our counselling team who will be delivering SCHECK. Lisa, you've appeared on our podcast before, but please give us a quick rundown of who you are and what it is that you do here at Sydney Sexual Health Centre. Well, as you know, I'm Lisa McCann and I'm a social worker and a counsellor here. And I provide some psychological and emotional support for people who might be dealing with um, challenging issues around sexual health or new diagnosis or living long-term with a chronic infection. And I provide social support as well in terms of helping people access other resources and services that might be in their community. So we've been hearing about how SCHECK will work at Sydney Sexual Health Centre and the program has research objectives as well as clinical objectives. We're aiming to assess whether the introduction of a question about substance use to the sexual health assessment that people go through when they use our service will improve our identification of substance use during sex. Some of the research that informed the development of SCHECK found that substance use may be under-identified in sexual health centres, which can obviously limit opportunities to refer people to appropriate services. So what makes clinics like Sydney Sexual Health Centre so well-suited to this kind of program? Um, so I think we're well-situated to see people because um, we're working with high-risk populations um, who... Um, are also known to be high risk of using crystal. And when there is a combination of things that can cause harm, um, there is greater risk over a long period, over the long term for a person's health. So how a person maintains their health and wellness is really important to us. It's central to New South Wales strategies um, about looking at the overall health and well-being of a person and also about enabling the person to manage their own health as well. So as that population moves through the clinic, they're meeting multiple service providers, doctors, nurses, health education officers, counsellors and social workers. That means that the centre itself creates a number of opportunities to talk to someone about other aspects of their care. In doing that, you might create an opportunity for someone to talk about something that has been highly stigmatised for them before. So often you might find someone's comfortable talking about sexual health they might not be talking comfortable about talking about injecting drug use or recreational drug use. But that simple question um, provided in a uh, supportive environment as a normal part of a general health assessment might be the invitation someone needs to be able to talk more comfortably and confidently about um, other parts of their life that could potentially create some risk. So as you've mentioned, Sydney Sexual Health Centre is a multidisciplinary clinic. 
So how does SCheck sit within the framework of other services that we offer here at Sydney Sexual Health Centre and that are offered elsewhere in the sexual health sector? How does it link in with other sexual health and psychosocial support services? Look, I think in terms of Sydney Sexual Health Centre, one of the things that is becoming a little bit of a signature tune almost for Sydney Sexual Health Centre is being able to provide um, easily accessible services for a high number of people. So there's a massive number of people that flow through this clinic. And those the services that have been provided have been really um, highly tuned in a way to accommodate that number. And I think SCheck is has a little bit of that flavour. It's quick, it's easy, everyone knows how to ask that question, everyone's invited to ask that question. It's not um, it's not going to be too different in some ways than other personal type questions that we ask in sexual health. Um, and so we are always asking people to talk about really personal parts of their life. And the staff here are really trained to be um, compassionate, thoughtful and careful about the way they do that um, in an attempt to engage people and build a trust and confidence with them. I think they do that really well. I think that asking a question about your stimulant use could in some settings be quite challenging or confronting, but I think in this setting that is probably fits with the other types of questions on the history that's happening, and it's brief, and it's inviting, and it fits that idea of um, enabling people have a choice about this without judgment, without um, negative stigma, um, or without stigma. I think people have a choice whether they do it or not. In terms of how it fits in with other services in the sector, again I'm thinking that it fits in with this invitation style service. It's like it is here, we'd like you to use it and we see that there are really good, well-researched benefits. There is evidence that there will be better outcomes for health if you engage in your whole health and you don't separate bits out and just look at tiny little parts of a person's health but we look at someone's mental health and emotional health and physical health and social health and if we do that we know we've got a better chance of a person being able to build their own wellness set their own health goals and achieve them hopefully and that's our aim with introducing this new question. The last person who's talking to us today about SCheck at Sydney Sexual Health Centre is Ron Tripp, who is our sexual health counsellor. Ron, you've also appeared on our podcast before, but please remind us who you are and what your role is here at the centre. All right. Uh, again, my name is Ron Tripp. I am a sexual health counsellor here at Sydney Sexual Health Centre. My role is to provide support within the context of um, psychosocial needs for people who attend the clinic for STI and HIV um, support. So we've heard a lot today about what SCheck is and how it works and why it's such an exciting initiative, but I want to focus for a minute on the who. Who is most likely to benefit from this program? Can you give us an example of the kind of client this program is targeted at? Well, this, um, I'm sure you've 
got plenty of information from Fiona and Lisa already. Um, however, I would say that if I had to generalize who we would be seeing for this particular um, intervention, it would be those people who are early in their drug careers, um, who are not functional users, they are going to be more recreational drug users, um, people who use more episodically rather than continuously. Um, what we know is that there's more common use amongst uh, men who have sex with men uh, and those men who are diagnosed with HIV. Is, and also we know that, that it's, um, it's generally a minority behavior among the population of, of men who have sex with men, in a nutshell. As someone who's been working in counselling around sexual health for a number of years, how would you describe the relationship between stimulant use and sexual health? I would start by saying that that can be referred to as sexualized drug use and probably necessitates a bit of historical context to do that. Um, I think it's pretty well accepted that within the gay, at least the gay community, that drug use has been very, very prominent part of uh, people's uh, experiences. Certainly it's looked at by some as a rite of passage historically and that is universally as well. Um, with that comes a whole lot of misinformation and a lack of understanding around the harms of, of such a of such an experience or behavior. Um, and it can have you know very very broad impacts uh, for both mental health, for mental health as well as for sexual health. With regard to the clients that we see here, our, our priority population are MSM as well as people living with HIV. And how drug use impacts these particular uh, populations is, is, I can speak to anecdotally at least at this point, in that we see a number, a number of men who might be exploring, might be new to, to having sex and, and their sexual identity and resolving those issues. And then we also see the um, impact that social apps have had on sexual behavior within these communities. All those things together, uh, you have a thread of drug use that, 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 tends to, um, that tends to run through all of them. For the clients that present here, it's it's important that, that they have the opportunity to have a conversation around these things that these uh, things that are often stigmatized and are not easy to discuss with your mates or your partner, um, certainly with your health professional because of the level of shame and the level of guilt associated with these behaviors themselves. So you've talked a lot there about stigma and the history of drug use in the gay community. Do you think that the people who are in that community, who you're trying to reach with this program, see that relationship between stimulant use and sexual health the same way? There are, I think it's important that we as health as healthcare professionals understand why somebody would be inclined to initiate use or to even repeat use, if, if particularly if they've had a, an experience where it didn't have the best, the best outcome for them. Um, and look, people use for different reasons. Some some people use as a as an escape. Um, you know, uh, for some, the whole, they might be familiar with condom fatigue and and and, and the um, the theory behind that in terms of how 
men who had been practicing safer sex for the last 10, 15, 20 years started taking more risks simply because it became just too onerous to continue with that kind of safer sex, those safer sex practices. Um, so that's, you know, one way uh, to look at that. There are also, it's also, they're also choosing to use for reasons of sensation seeking to, to raise the bar, if you will, of the sexual experience that they're having. And that could be something that was never, that they were never familiar with or even heard of at the time when they first came out or decided that they wanted to start exploring their sexuality. Um, also, it can be used as a strategic, people use for, in terms of, um, strategies, really, um, if there's any concerns around self, sexual self-esteem, uh, body dysmorphia, uh, self-worth, and lack of personal agency, it helps facilitate uh, self-confidence and self-esteem, um, overcoming concerns related to body image, sexual performance issues, things of that nature, which plague almost anybody who, who is, who is um, let's just say, new to sex. So you've identified there some of the reasons why people might use drugs in a sexual context. Can you identify some of the problems that might arise from this that SCHEC is designed to head off? Sure. Well, I think, I think it's important to say that context is everything. So we're talking about, we're talking about uh, cultural context, we're talking about uh, demographic context, uh, you know, socioeconomic context, all those things matter. But how this can play out and how it can have it, where it has its impact are around mental health issues where someone could, where this was unaddressed, could, uh, could suffer from depression, uh, psychosis, these are psychological uh, uh, things. Uh, they could have impairment to their cognition, develop uh, generalized anxiety and other forms of anxiety, and, and certainly sexual dysfunction and sexual uh, self-esteem issues. Socially, it can have an impact on relationships, on their jobs, um, on their relationships with friends and their functioning, general functioning, their financial lives, uh, social engagements generally, uh, and then there's physiological impacts, which could include uh, cardiovascular disease, neurological issues, dermatological or uh, just skin problems, dental for sure is a, I think, a... A, um, an area that's impacted quite significantly within this. Uh, and then, you know, what we're here to do around sexual health and impact on, on risk-taking risk and um, STIs, BBVs, and just, again, sexual dysfunction. So I want to take this back in a positive direction to close, uh, focusing again on the, the benefits of this program for the people that you're working with. Describe for us what a great outcome from SCHEC would look like. Of course, we're going to, the success of this um, project is going to be based in part on the evaluations that we conducted at the one month, two month mark and at six months to see how it's being taken up, um, who's, who's accepting information, who's declining information, who's taking up referrals, etc., etc. Uh, but on an anecdotal um, basis, I'd say that my, my take on this in, in terms of what would be success if somebody learns something they didn't know, develops strategies around harm reduction and minimizing their sexual risk-taking behaviors, bringing an awareness to the potential harms of 
not addressing drug use uh, within a, a sexual context uh, or their sexualized drug usage. Um, and hopefully uh, providing them with enough support and information that even if they're not ready to address this proactively now, they will have started that conversation and will be less confronted by it when the time comes for them to, to, to take it seriously and, and to uh, move forward. That was Fiona McGee from St Vincent's Alcohol and Drug Service and Lisa McCann and Ron Tripp from Sydney Sexual Health Centre Counselling Unit discussing SCHECK. This program has great potential to increase client engagement around drug use and provide support to people who are currently slipping through the cracks. Contact Sydney Sexual Health Centre for more information on the program and to find out how you can refer yourself or your patients. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of our podcast. Remember, if you want to hear more from us, share the link and subscribe.